Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hello, friends. We've been talking about our mental health needs uh, through the month of May and even into June. Uh, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and that's really important in soul shepherding. We care about your mental health and the mental health of your friends and family and the people that you go to church with, people that you serve and lead in your ministry. And so uh, and we last week and this week, we're talking about real rest, how important that is to our mental and emotional health. That we know how to get spiritual rest, Sabbath rest, uh, rest in God's presence that's not just escaping or entertainment or vegging out, but it's it's relational. Our relational centers are on and we're actually being rejuvenated. We really need both the active engagement of relationship connection, our being happy to be with people, seeing people are happy to be with us, the eyes lighting up, the smiles, but then we also need the downtime and the rest and the break. We can't be on even happy all the time, Bill. This is fresh in my mind because we spent the last two days with our grandchildren who are six months, two and a half years, and five. And at first when we're with them, there's all the happiness of the engagement and the eye to eye and the smiles and the laughs and the get you's and the hugs and the affection and the chase and doing all the things they're excited to do that they do with us that they haven't gotten to do since they were with us last. And we're having so much fun with them and all the affection. But after a while, we get we get tired. We start to feel that, wow, this is a lot of energy. And even though it feels so good and it's so fun, it, we, we're feeling our need for a break, it starts to feel stressful. And it's the same for the kids. They need that break too. I'm thinking, Bill, of you with our little grandson on Saturday and the way he was just so happy to have someone listening to him and being with him and individual attention. And he was just talking nonstop and just initiating. Yeah, he's had a lot. They've had a lot of stress in in their family recently with uh, the little kids and sickness. And then our son-in-law's father having a heart attack and and being in a coma and being in the hospital and so many challenges that they've had. And so they've, uh, he, he needed to just talk about, uh, his favorite things and he needed some continuity. So he was talking a lot about the things he loves doing with Gigi and Papa, uh, at our home. And he just was a chatterbox of all the things that we, we always do together that he enjoys. And then he wanted to go on the swing. And so I, I put him on the swing and I was swinging him back and forth and he kept talking and then slowly not talking so much. And uh, then he just began to kind of drift into a little nap there. He, need, he needed that refreshment. He needed to turn off those relational centers yeah. and relax, experience peace. Yeah, I saw him just start, his whole body start to just really enter into rest and appreciation. He was looking at the trees and the leaves and the skies. Then all of a sudden that started to nod off and that, that deep sleep and peace and restoration. It was the same with our little six-month-old grandbaby, she had all the smiles and the connection and the eyes and the coos and lighting up. And she'd been looking at, at some of her toys in her little mobile before I got there and had some stimulation. But then she needed some rest too. And she started to get kind of cranky with all the, the stress and the chaos and started to cry and fuss and needed needed to get some energy out that way. And then I knew to kind of 
wrap her and put her pacifier in her and hold her facing towards me where she wasn't seeing any other stimuli and began to sing to her. And even the singing went to humming and just kind of stroking her, caressing her softly and then stopped that. And then she was able to enter into that, that deep rest. Her breathing slowed and she really, her body weight sunk into me. And we need that for our health. We need that engagement. Even as a marathon runner, you know, you need the exercise and then you need the recovery days. That's right. It's part of, part of our training in anything, life, any skill that we would learn in sports, uh, music, art. We engage with the activity and probably do it with other people as well. And that, that's stimulating and connective. But then we, we need we need to rest. We need to do something else. But we, we need help getting that rest. It's like our grandkids needed the help. Lincoln needed the help of the swing. Eloise needed the help of me soothing her and putting boundaries around to protect her from too much stimulus. And it's the same for us. We need help to learn real rest. And pastors, uh, missionaries, Christian leaders, uh, you who are serving the Lord in whatever your role is, probably you need help. We all do. Uh, in the case of pastors, uh, statistics show that 44% of pastors are not taking a regular day off, uh, let alone a Sabbath day. And 63% are not getting enough exercise based on the, the minimum recommended amount of exercise. 31% aren't getting any exercise. Uh, 85% of pastors have never taken a sabbatical which is one of the reasons why we have sabbaticalguide.com and we do coaching for pastors and missionaries and other leaders to get uh, sabbaticals where they can get some intensive rest and receive spiritual direction and go on retreat and that kind of a thing. Uh, especially us who are serving the Lord and ministering to other people, uh, we're prone to compassion fatigue. We're prone to burnout. We're prone to be uh, busy leaders that, that are weary and we need the renewal that comes with really resting in God's presence and in relationships where there's empathy and, and prayer and meaningful connection and space to, to support each other with time alone uh, in solitude and reflection and that, that back and forth balance. We all need that. We need help to do it. Even you and I, Bill, we're taking a sabbatical and we need to do it as a discipline. It's, we've got all kinds of reasons why we think we shouldn't do it, we can't do it, we don't wanna do it, things that are hard, but it's, it's a discipline, it's a value. It's something that we are doing because we know it's important for us to steward what God's given us and to be able to do what he's called us to of do. Of course we wanna do it, it's a blessing uh, looking for a, 30-day sabbatical here, four, four weeks, be our second one. Uh, and yet, yeah, there is opposition for mm -hmm. us. Uh, in fact, while you're listening to this podcast, hopefully, God willing, we will be on sabbatical or about to begin. And so the stuff of life gets in the way, right? And mm -hmm. so your mom's on hospice and she has special needs right now and we love her and so... Uh, prioritizing her care that affects plans for uh, getting away for a sabbatical. It seems like there's always good reasons to not take a sabbatical. And it's the same thing with any kind of soul rest. 
even, yeah, even just taking a retreat. It's it's so hard. I mean, we we set aside our Soul Shepherding Institute retreats to be five days because we know the power of the immersive experience. Most spiritual formation programs do three day retreats, which is great, and that's they're more accessible that way. But the benefit of getting five days where it's extended and you have space. Every day we do five hours of solitude and silence, five hours of soul time. It's a free space. Meet with a spiritual director. Go for a walk. Take a nap. Go deeper into a, a scripture meditation. Uh, these, these spaces of a wide open space that we need. You brought me out into a spacious place, the psalmist says. We, we so need that. And that, that immersive experience helps us to really get that rest that we need, especially when we have the balance of some time in relationship with someone that, that we can give and receive empathy, pray for each other, or talk with a, with a spiritual director or coach, but then also time alone because those two work together. The time in relationship can be strengthening, encouraging. It supports me. But then the time alone, I can reflect, I can pray, I can feel some different things. I can get that shalom rest that, that I need, hopefully. Or if I need to do some deeper inner work that's going to stir up some things or if Going away on rest, like like we shared in the last podcast with the, the uh, church leader story. If when I quiet down, it brings up a lot of anxiety. Well, then I go back into relationship, back into community, and I can get help with that. So they solitude uh, and community they work together. We often see midweek just the incredible difference on people's countenance, their spirit, because they've had time to really open their soul to God and to get in touch with things that they were denying that were actually causing them sickness and as they're they're getting some of god's love into that place and peace into those places of their soul where it wasn't getting access before and where they are awakened to more hope and more of god's presence it's just beautiful it shows on their on their body in the whole way and we experience this too i think bill that there are some people might feel like, well, I can't take a five-day retreat, but there's there's smaller things we can do too. It, it helps to have an immersive experience for sure of rest. Uh, sometimes we need that to really get the greater benefits, but it's not all or nothing. And there are little things we can do, even like I didn't used to be able to make use of a nightly rest. I would wake up in the night and I would get anxious and I would have all kinds of intrusive thoughts and my body wouldn't be able to stay in a state of peace and rest and I would get up and I would get work done and I would try to you know slam out some things off of my list because everybody else in the house was asleep and I could be productive and um, but then the next day I paid for it and accumulative it was hard and it got worse and I wasn't training myself to really abandon it all to God and to really rest in him I was depending upon myself and so it's been a discipline for me to learn that no even if I wake in the night to lean into this is an opportunity to still rest and I can maintain a spirit of rest in my soul I can meditate on scripture I can pray a breath prayer I can lay still in the dark I can abandon the outcomes of all the things, all those intrusive thoughts and, and center my mind back on, on Jesus. And I will feel the difference that it makes when I really discipline myself and I have those boundaries to make myself stay in bed and stay in a spirit of rest and fight off all those temptations of the enemy coming to try to steal, kill, and destroy my, my rest. 
it's so helpful and practical, Christy, because we all, I think, experience that. I experienced that, and I've learned from your perseverance to uh, be still and know the Lord in the night hours. And memorizing Scripture has helped me with that, having memorized uh, uh, passages Mm -hmm. and even whole chapters of God's Word so that one of the benefits of that is, is that in the night when I wake, I can begin going through a scripture. And I love using the Psalms that way. And uh, just, just the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Or God is a refuge and strength and ever-present help in times of trouble. Or keep me safe, O God, for in you I take refuge. And these are the first verses of three of, the, three of my favorite Psalms. And uh, so helpful to us to be able to just draw in close to the Lord, who's always close to us, through Scripture, and to let God's Word bring us that peace and that rest. Another thing that I like to do is read the classics of Christian devotion. And so, especially on Sabbath days or when I have some time to read a story that stirs my own longings for God, and my heart for God, and gives me testimonies and real-life examples. How did, how did somebody live for Jesus? How did they grow in their discipleship? How did they uh, flourish in their ministry uh, with their intimacy with God spilling over into their ministry and their work? And so I love those stories. I love those writings and to, to glean from them. Like right now, I've uh, read Streams in the Desert, which is one of the all-time classic uh, Daily Devotionals, uh, written by L.B. Kalman. And so I've been reading the, the story behind Streams in the De- Desert, which is some of her personal story with her husband and his illness and his uh, death when he was in his mid-50s and all that she went through ar- around her writing of this devotional and how God used her as a wounded healer it was because of her own wounds and her um, meeting uh, the Lord Jesus and her fear and her anxiety and her stress overload as a caregiver and all the sacrifices, all the losses. It served as missionaries in Japan and had to come back to to America uh, just to try to nurse him back to health. And then six years of declining health and then he he died at a really young age. And so, so much grief and so much difficulty. And yet through all of this, she's leaning into the presence of God and she's uh, loving Jesus and basking in his love and and so her, her story, her testimonies uh, about her experiences really encourage me These in the are challenges ways that, of my life. That you're, um, instead of just living on the exhale all the time, you're inhaling, you're, you're stopping, you're listening to the Lord in that you're being still and relaxed to, to read and it's helping you attune to Christ's presence and to rest in his presence. Yeah, because I read and then I think about it and pray about it reflect on my life and reread it again and and well, yeah lord help help me in this area and i, I learn from people's stories so that's an accessible way doorway for you and to rest I, th- I think this is something that you know we we're doing a lot of travel a lot of airplane and our our trip home this last week was delayed five hours mm-hmm. we had nine gate changes we had to deplane from a plane we were already on because there was a mechanical problem they couldn't resolve and they had to move us to another gate yet and reboard another and 
the woman in the seat next to me was just cussing up a storm and Mm. she was so angry and so anxious and complaining and she didn't know how to rest. She wasn't able to rest in that five hours of delay and all those changes. And I was thinking, see, this is an example of how we're benefiting you and I from training in soul rest. We were able to just, we're in God's kingdom. It's okay. Yeah, it's a bummer. It's frustrating. We would have liked to have been home five hours earlier. We'd been gone for three weeks. Uh, We were looking forward to being home. It was late at night. We hadn't had a meal uh, since breakfast, but we were able to be attuned to God. And we had the training in some of these soul care practices. You were reading spiritual biography and that was helping you to tune into God and his kingdom. I was meditating on scripture, praying a breath prayer, these kind of tools that help us to be able to find our rest in God, even in the midst of stressful times and chaos all around. And I was looking at different ways people on the plane were unable to truly rest. Some of them were numbing numbing out with some video games or some distractions, but their leg was shaking or they were frustrated know somebody came up to me and said oh I, I need a coffee look look at my hand and his hand was kind of shaking and he was needing something some medication that he felt like he, he needed his body was used to the stimulus and it's it's a concern that's not good for ongoing health yeah what a blessing when you realize that well you've got an extra space of time and you can you can meditate on scripture you can pray and we'd like to lead you in a, a breath prayer from the bible right now just a simple practiced uh, a way of getting some real rest in just a few minutes. Uh, Christy and I do these breath prayers from the Bible all the time. We share them in our Soul Shepherding Institute retreat weeks with, with our students. And we want you to know how to do this very simple practice. It's just to uh, turn our breathing into a prayer. Uh, it's such a blessing. Uh, it's just like raising our, our hands in worship or kneeling in prayer. We're just using our bodies to help us pray and to help us pray a, a restful prayer. And so why don't you do this with uh, Mark chapter 4, verses 35 to 41, tells the story of Jesus calming the storm when he and his disciples were in the, the fishing boat in the Sea of Galilee in a tremendous uh, gale wind and uh, thunderstorm came hurling down on them. And uh, the fishermen disciples panicked and were afraid that their boat was going to sink. And yet, believe it or not, Jesus was napping peacefully through the storm. It seems he had just laid his head in his Abba Father's lap and trusted his Abba, the sovereign God, to take care of them in the storm. He was relaxed. The burly Fish, experienced fishermen were not able to relax. And they finally woke up Jesus in a panic. And then Jesus spoke the peace that was in his body into that storm and quieted the storm with the words, Peace, be still. So let's just meditate on those words. Peace, be still. Do that as a breath prayer. You you could, as you're breathing in slowly and deeply, just whisper the prayer, peace. As you breathe out, pray, be still. 
Breathing in, peace. Breathing out, be still. I invite you to just repeat that prayer with your breathing. Breathing in really slow and deep, filling your lungs. You pray, peace. And as you exhale all the way, pray the words, be still. Now, if you would pray the words of Jesus into a storm in your life, what's a particular challenge or stress that you're experiencing something you're worried about concern for a loved one just name that to the Lord picture that situation or that person and then just return to the words of Jesus just Abiding in these words as you breathe in, peace. Breathe out, be still. You're praying that in this situation or or for this person that you're concerned about, you're praying for God's peace. To help you be still. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You're the God of the storm. You're the God of our lives. You're the lover of our lives. Thank you for your peace, your shalom, your wellness of being, your deep rest, the real rest that you bring us in your presence, showing us that God is our Abba Father, a loving Papa. And you enable us to be still to hear your voice, to have perspective on the things, the activities of our life, people that we care for, to have your perspective. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Friends, if you haven't yet checked out our Enneagram and Emotions video course, you'll want to do that. It's brand new. We've just released it. It's videos from Christy and me teaching you on how to grow emotionally and spiritually through the Enneagram. We have conversations just like uh, in this Soul Talks podcast, and we're leading you into the material for our book, Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith. And if you pre-order that book, you can get a special discount on the video course. It's even larger than the cost of the book, so you get the book for free. You can pre-order that on Amazon or wherever books are sold. That's Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith, Growing Emotionally and Spiritually Through the Enneagram. And you can find the video course on soulshepherding.org slash Enneagram. We look forward to connecting with you on the Enneagram. It's been such a blessing for Christy and me, such a powerful tool for us personally and in our coaching and our work with others. We're very excited to share this with you. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. 
To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 